Uh, welcome, everyone, um, to Pizza Roundtable, part of the Pizza Club Network, where we host some of your favorite pizza personalities from all around the world. Uh, you're here with us tonight, like I said, for Pizza Roundtable, where we talk about some of the biggest pizza news of the week and give you the chance to weigh in on it. Uh, I'm your host, Will Duma, and I'm joined by my guest host, Jim Mumford. Jim is both a cookbook author and a writing contributor for the media publication Inside Hook. Jim, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, Will, how are you, bud? Doing great, man. I'm doing great. Um, listen, a lot of pizza news this week. I figured first we'd quickly take a start off with, I think the James <laughs> James Beard list came out today. So yeah. a couple, couple shout-outs that I saw for Scar's Pizza for Best Chef out uh, of New York, which is awesome for their, their second location. I actually, I actually tried to get in there, I'd say late November. They were closed for some kind of like flooding. Something something happened upstairs in like their oh. building. And I was so disappointed when I got there. I was like, no, I came all the way from NC. Well, I mean, not, I mean, I did, but not just no, for that. You, no, was, just for that. Make them feel make them feel worse about their bad day. Go ahead, Will. <laughs> it was a couple of days on top of that, unfortunately, too, because I was oh. there for a week. I was there for a week, and they were still closed. Um, in, in addition to that, though, there was uh, two other names that I saw hit the list. It was Tony Conte out of Inferno Pizzeria Napolitano. That's in uh, out of Maryland. That's uh, Best Chef Mid-Atlantic uh, for a nominee. Wonderful. Uh, and then Salvador Fernandez, Bridges Craft Pizza. And that's in um, that was in the Great Lakes region for Best Chef um, as well. So a couple names for pizza chefs that we saw on there. Uh, I'm interested. If I miss anyone, I'm sorry. Let us know, please. I'm happy to shout Yeah, next time. That's who I saw competing for the pizza space. Yeah, I mean, congratulations, to everyone's right. It uh, heck of an honor to to be just in the discussion. And uh, it's cool. Hey. It's, it's cool that it came out this week, and uh, you know, some from, uh, some familiar names on the list always uh, always makes you smile, right? Absolutely, man. It, it is always a fun thing to see. Um, that's for sure. Um, well, let's, let's let's get into it here. Uh, I'll start off with our first article, and this one is going to give us a little eclectic uh, view of, of the world, right? I'll say that. And this one was from uh, Tasting Table, uh, and this one's titled literally "20 Types of, or 20 P Types of Pizza Around the World." Um, so pretty pretty cool. Good start. I think we're going to see going to see a lot of interesting pies uh, in this one for for sure. Any, any, before we jump into it, anyone you think is any particular country, gym, or region that's going to stand out to you here that you're going to be like, whoa, I wasn't thinking of it. Are we? Yeah, like, I, was, you know, I read the article. I, I was interested to see, you know, how pizza turned into flatbread turned into worldly cuisine, right? And if you take a, take a step back, it makes sense, right? The difference between a tostada and pizza really is, is very minuscule. So, you know, I, I, I thought it was uh, certainly a, a cool, uh, a cool article and kind of a good view on, you know, like it says, thin, what a thin cake is to what pizza is. Um, how about you? Do you, there's one you're like, I never thought of that was pizza. Like where, where, where there had to be one that just like blew, blew you away. Right. Uh, you know, it's not the truth, man. I'm kind of like, I, I was more happy just to see some of the styles that I didn't even think about before, particularly one of the first ones that actually had popped up was this kebab pizza. I, I love like kebabs um, oh, in, in general, and I feel like I really don't see them often on pizza. Uh, so that was kind of just, I was like, oh, cool, man. Why are we not doing this here? How is this happening in Sweden, nonetheless, for anything, right? It's like kind of, I feel like New York would be quintessential, right? It's like the idea of like the like the I'm, I'm categorizing here but like the gyro cart slash smashed with a pizza and you're just like dude that sounds amazing let's eat that late night like that's what i want so i i was in berlin later last year and so i saw this right i saw kebab meats flatbread pizza whatever you want to call it um it blew my mind right because again right all the flavors are the same the sizes are the same it's just presentation uh, it was awesome, right? I wrote articles about it, wrote recipes about it, because they say you don't think about the mashup or the kind of how you can appropriate foods until you see it. Like, oh, that makes perfect sense, and it's delicious. So I love that you brought up kebabs, because they special <laughs> place in my heart, too, certainly. I do. They're, they're, dude, they are good. Well, so I'll run through them quickly. I don't know if I'm, I'm going to picture this, but this is Flamkunchen from France and Germany. This is super thin and crispy. Just yeah, like like a crepe, right? If you want to think yeah. of the, yeah, just the 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 a crepe plus two minutes probably well, is me, the way I think about it. 
Let me share that one because that that just like it looks delicious. I'm not, I'm not gonna oh, lie, that one it's so light, it's so light. <laughs> I, it's sour cream, and I know it's onions and cured meats, right? If yeah, it says there, um, which is uh, very cool. It's a light, right? Just crisp shatters. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, exactly what I'm cool. thinking. Literally, feel like that one's gonna shatter right when you're having it. Uh, this one, another one, Dayton style pizza. It's a meat fest. I wasn't sure if I wasn't familiar particularly with that. I mean, I know, I'm fairly with Dayton, Ohio, but I didn't know from a distinct style. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't know that I call Dayton style a style. Um, I, I think it's more of a, you know, again, Ohio has all the regional. It's the literal crossroads. Uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, interesting to see that yeah, it's more of a this is meat, but also pizza rather than another way around, which I don't think is how we mostly a, a, appropriate That's meat fair. lovers pizza. That's fair. That was last week we were talking about uh, was it uh, Columbus style was trying to get in there as a style as well, right? you know, try, trying to be its own thing. Yeah, maybe I need to go road trip through Ohio again this spring, and maybe things have changed and. Yeah, you can meet me. That's probably halfway from where we live. And uh, sounds good. Sounds good. I'm down. I'm down. Dayton style pizza, apparently. All right. So this one I'm not familiar with at all. Um, <laughs> on France, this was again. I'm sorry, guys. I'm gonna kill these. Pistoladieri. Well, that's definitely not it. But that's definitely how I'm reading it. I have a horrible <laughs> pronunciation. So I. And, I I'm, what, what do you think? You, you picture what, what's Will think? Are you going to smash I'm, one of these? Are you going? Right. I'm always down. I'm always down for for anchovies, and I'm, I'm <laughs> I, I love them. I'm and especially great anchovy tin fish. I'm tin fish all the way for quality Absolutely. tin fish. I w- I would definitely try it. That's not calling my name. I'm not going to lie here, but so I, I I googled this, and yeah, it's it's a tart. It's like a niçoise salad meets mm-hmm. a tart. Yeah. Um, I'm with you, right? I don't know that this is this is where I'm going first, uh, but like I say, I appreciate I appreciate a good good salty black olive. I appreciate you know the the tinned fish. So I think there's something there for more American palate. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know that I'm bold enough for uh, that that very very French looking tart. <laughs> it's probably the proper description for that. This one yeah. I'm going to be absolutely down for. I think it's the Lamakunin out of the Middle East. This looks delicious. Anything with this like style of meat, I am totally down to try. And, so I've had this, um, you know, the sumac kind of yeah. finish, which is kind of bright and lemony. And it, the dough is kind of like a crack. Think of a um, like a stuffed Chicago style pizza dough. Right where it's got you know semolina and it's got a little more texture to it, um, really cool. Um, the cool. I used to live above a Turkish restaurant, and and they had. I didn't realize this what it was till I saw it, but uh, really really good. Um, just kind of appetizer, light lunch kind of thing. Um, so this is one of the few. I'm like, oh, I, I I've had this. Didn't know what the name was, but uh, again, the sumac, the lemony sumac, totally makes the whole thing. You know, sumac is one of those items that you're just like, if you hear about it, you're like, oh, and sumac. I'm never like, oh, I need that. Until, like, you get familiar, and then you're like, hmm, delicious flavor. This is everything, right? (laughs) Absolutely. I'm going to go through these other ones quickly. We had, they referenced um, Sicilian pizza, which we talked about, obviously, out of Italy. Uh, Probably one that doesn't come up, but I know we've got one of the pizza club members that also makes a lot. This is in Argentina. It's called Fugazetta. Um, and this is this is like I don't want to equate it necessarily to deep dish, but I mean this is a heavy cheese pie. I mean it's thick and there's a lot of cheese. Like I'm talking, this is the one where you can the cheese pull over your head. Like absolutely, I, I absolutely I never had want to have it right because I think that cheese pull would probably make it across the room. And again, it, it it's that style, right? It's the you think all the you know the South American foods. I think I, yeah, this one I think needs to make it in the rotation. One of us needs to make this. I'm I'm down. You next time you're in the, in New York, you should come try. There's like I said, uh, Papa Fern. Shout out to you, man. He makes some really good fugacetta pizza, oh. and he's 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 doing a lot of pop ups around. So check out one of those out. Uh, oh, we yeah. have eight, uh, number eight. We've got Neapolitan, which is great. Number nine, obviously Colorado style. Are you familiar with this one? Because I feel like I've heard it. I've heard it come up. It's distinctly for this for the for the crust to this. I'll, I'll kind of give a quick picture of it, but it's like the braided 
um sorry my yep. i don't know why i can't share at the moment but it's coming back come on if, come back if, let me share if you were to google carlisle style pizza recipe you'd probably get me first by probably i mean you would um, so yeah, uh, so yeah, Bojo's thing, right? The bread crust—it's huge. It's a malted dough. Mm. It's covered in honey. You can see kind of that glisten. Yep. Um, it's a thing. It it is very representative of the area. Right? It's big. It's bold. Um, I've made them before. Uh, they feed a crowd. They're very very whole wheat crust or whole wheat dough. Um, awesome, awesome style. Again, you don't hear about it. Right outside of you know greater uh, Denver and you know the general area, but uh, love Colorado style. I think I think this is one of the ones that's going to blow up soon, uh, just because how, okay. how, how bready and artisan you can make it. Interesting. Okay, I couldn't remember the nuance to it. It was definitely the multi dough was what I was thinking with the honey. Yeah, and the bread. It's very distinct. Is it? Does it really feel that dense when you're eating it though? I mean, does it feel like you're like a slice, or you're gonna you're gonna split that pie between a couple people, or is it that that big hefty to it? it it's got some heft, right? So you got the whole wheat. It's not like nary. It's it's a bread, right? Um, and you're a a, a pizza Colorado style pizza is gonna feed four easy, uh, because they're also loaded with toppings. You don't put one or two on there. You you drag it through the garden, and and you put everything you got in there. Um. So yeah, if again, if you need a recipe, shameless self promotion, uh, do do a little Google and you can kind of see how it's made. But uh, it's a fun style, and again, it's not like any pizza you'll ever have. I'm with you. All right, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna check you out, man, on this one. Um, I'm not even gonna attempt this pronunciation. I know this is as Georgian uh, style cheese bread, and I've made this before, and I love yeah. it. I think it. Yes, I think it's delicious. I've, I made it for like tell you the truth a couple different times, like kind of like an appetizer for like a you know dinner kind of party where people can kind of pull it apart, and and it was fun, man. Like I I really liked this. It, it was rich, um, that's for sure. sure. But it's a cool it's such a cool presentation um, when you're able to hit it uh, when people put it out so i, I dig it I, pizza i don't know but maybe you know i good on you this, this looks intense and a little daunting you know something <laughs> between a bread bowl and a pizza but yeah i, I mean listen all the styles here are awesome and should be checked out and explored but you're gonna have to send me that recipe I, th this one again seemed a little daunting even to me but uh oh i, I say I, for an appetizer i think this place i i feel you all right um let's out just one or two more I was not going to picture this out of Scotland. Deep fried pizza. And obviously I'm thinking like pizza Montanara, right? It was a, right. Is the equivalent. But this is not exactly the same. And I wasn't picturing Scotland um, as the destination for this. I Next. I, like I said, I, I, you know, the dip out there, and it's great. And they, no, this looks like a, a, a tombstone slice thrown in oil. Um, I tried Googling it. It made me it made me sad, Will. I'll, I'm being completely honest with you. Um, so I, I, I don't I don't think this one's on the on the you know, level of perhaps a Neapolitan pie. This is almost like the I I, I don't want to I don't want to take you you down there, Scotland or the UK or anyone else. But I feel like this is like. The the chip shop equivalent of like where we just throw everything in like the deep fried Twinkie batter and we we get it like we're at the fish and chip shop right and this is the dessert side where we're just throwing anything in the front but uh, that's that's what I'm kind of feeling here yeah I kind of feel kind of feels the same doesn't it. It does it but does? You laugh, but Casey's is going to do it next. Sorry, Casey's, you didn't deserve I, I, that. I, you you did deserve that. I'm sorry. I'm just still bitter. You didn't choose me as your beer and pizza advocate. Um, I apologize. Um, I last want to shout out real quick. I think it's pronounced Coca. Um, that comes out of Spain, and particularly, I want to say I saw um one of the more famous like um Spanish chef uh, Jose Andreas doing one of these particularly that caught my eye. I forget I saw it a while ago, but any any familiarity with the style, it, it just kind of goes along with that same idea of like um the little tapas right that you're eating all over the place like this looks perfect almost like the roman equivalent sitting in a window like that oh, exactly right? Right? yes exactly exactly so yeah i have had this i i live by one of his restaurants again in chicago and you know i grabbed this for lunch uh it, but it might, it's the exact same thing right it's a taglio kind of thing it's the really you know rich and bold small slice that gets you through the day with your with your beverage or your wine or whatever so i've had them um and the one thing i'll note right is 
cheese is not necessarily a thing here. This is a flatbread right, with, right, with, right, with your right. tinned fish and your, you know, your pickled vegetables and other, um, other kind of ingredients. So really cool. Uh, but, uh, I don't know that I call this pizza, honestly. I mean, this is yep. more of a, a bread, a bakery item, but uh, cool that it's on here. Yeah, I, I am familiar. And uh, at two in the morning, and you get about, you know, I'll take, I'll take four. Pretty good, <laughs> pretty good, buddy. Uh, uh, hard to beat. I'm with you, I'm, especially on that. Like, we're we're on the thin line of is this pizza or not, right? But I mean, yeah. to be fair, I think they're pizza pizza inspired or flatbread inspired. Um, I love it. It's just so cool to kind of see these pizza around the world. This, this was, I would say, probably one of the better tasting table articles that we've come across. So good job here, tasting table. I appreciated this one. Yeah, I completely agreed. It was it was a fun kind of fun ride, kind of looking at the all styles. Even they they weren't true pizza. It was. It was cool to kind of say, I've had that. I haven't had that. It was, it was fun. Fun article. Absolutely. I dig it. I dig it. All right. Well, listen, we'll keep the fun rolling with something that I know is absolutely a pizza. I love it. All right. So I know we've been talking about all a number of different creations kind of coming out of the apex in general, right? Or Asia for, for the most part. This one, Pizza Hut, is, is no less nonstop. So... This one is from uh, Sora News 24, and this is the new uh, Pizza Hut ramen style pizza. I'm not gonna lie, I'm I love ramen. Actually, my 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 daughter loves ramen too. I got her into it, so she's totally totally down, and we would absolutely be trying this now. I know, I think like. I'm always down for carb on carb, right? So a noodle on a pizza doesn't doesn't bother me. I'm I'm totally down for that. The the idea of taking this broth and and creating a soup, I I guess if you're gonna kind of just conceptually boil it down and thicken it, it, it makes sense. I feel like it might be a little a little mushy, but I don't know. What do you what do you think the direction is gonna look like for this I, pie? I don't know what this is, right? I keep saying it's what's the texture of this going to be like? Is it gonna be crispy and then kind of your your noodly chewy is it gonna be soggy i don't know right the flavors are there i see it i yeah. see the vision until you get here and you're putting this broth <laughs> on is, is it a gravy is it i i i don't know will i would try this it is I, image. this, yeah, is, I trust. Image. this is it right this is the one that kind of blew my mind oh i know what this is i don't know what this is um <laughs> it, it looks fun i mean the broth looks like it's got some, some cons consistency yes. i don't think it'd be good the next day uh, I you're not a reheater. Absolutely not a reheater. That's for sure. But I listen. I try it, but I don't think I would make it. But you know, if someone put one in front of me. Let, you know, let's go. Uh, see, I, I love ramen. Listen, good ramen is up there with anything in the world. Um, so I'm here for it. I love carb on carb. I love the flavors. The texture on this, you're gonna have to sell me because I, I just, I can't fathom what it could be. I'm with you on that. So here's the here's the good thing. I think if this was there is a an additional sauce packet included. So if you are if you are one of the the saucy ones that needs that extra condiment, Pizza Hut has got you. There is extra sauce broth. I guess we would call it uh, on the side. I will say I definitely I, Pizza Hut's been really turning it up lately, especially on TikTok. So if anyone wants to follow uh, Pizza Hut Japan. I encourage you just to go and check them out. They've got some pretty animated videos highlighting this pizza, and I think they're a pretty good time. It's like, it was a pretty unique one. Like, there's literally someone dancing, and they've got, like, all the images on the screen, and they're making a pizza with, like, images and putting them together. It's, like, it's pretty cool. It was a fun one for this. So go check it out. Pizza Hut Japan, guys. See what yeah. they're up to. Good for pizza, right? The, the dominoes of APAC, right? Trying everything, going for it. I, listen, I try it. It's now a volcano of cheese in the mill, right? And that's yes. going to be impossible to top. But uh, I love it. And yeah, like you said, the, the marketing behind this one's been uh, been pretty good. Yeah, agreed there. All right, well, listen, we're not going to leave Asia. We're, in I fact, we're actually, we're, we're actually going to head to Japan uh, or semi Japan after this. Um, this one, out of another publication that I'm not often wrestling here, the, the uh, off, often referencing here, this is the South China Morning Post talking about why the pizza bar on 38th in Tokyo has a three month waiting list. 
and why that won't happen at its Hong Kong pop-up, it's already sold out. So the Pizza Bar at the Mandarin Oriental in Tokyo is considered one of the finest in Asia and normally has a three-month wait list for a table. A nine-course sampling of its omakase-style pop-up in Hong Kong shows that all the fuss is about hot pizza slices and super fresh ingredients. So... I thought this was cool, man. And I, I referenced it only too because I know um, previously we had Peyton on from Mission Pizza Napolitana out of Winston-Salem here in North Carolina, and he does a pizza omakase. So shout out to him. I actually just texted him a little while ago and, and was like, hey, man, there's another pizza omakase out there. You got to head to Tokyo. So it's just cool. I love the concept of that. So I'm kind of intrigued to see what, where, where this goes. What do you think? Same. I mean, the omakase style, right, is leave it in the chef's hand, I think is a translation. It's yep. a wonderful way of dying. I think pizza lends itself perfectly to that. We don't see enough of it. So, you know, I'm not surprised this is a Japanese thing, but also, right, to your to your friend, is it, it's so smart, right? You can try yeah. all these different flavors and textures and combinations and do all the things kind of, you know, at once and kind of trust in the process. So, really cool. Um a little jealous i didn't think of it honestly because i think omakase style is really uh really fun and again you know leave it to uh i i understand why there's a three uh three month uh wait yeah. list especially an area that probably doesn't have same kind of pizza that you and i uh, enjoy very true very true um all right cool listen let's I'll quickly go. I think we'll close out close out Asia for the for the most part, but they just keep on coming. So this one this one out of uh, parade right now, and this was the we talked about this last week. And this was the internet goes wild for Domino's new cheese volcano, not not disgusting but scrumptious. So I don't know if we all feel exactly the same on that one. Um, Yay, Will, I can hear you. Can't see you yet. There he is. There he is. Welcome back. All right, buddy. cool. Sorry, man. I got lost there for a second. Um, all right. I was saying this one, this one out of parade, and we were talking about it last week. This was the internet sensation with the Domino's, like, cheese volcano-style pizza. This thing is just ridiculous still, and it still continues to get attention um, all over. I don't know why we're not. I can't pull it up for a second, but this is um, there's a TikTok, a, a really famous TikToker who's gotten a ton of attention, kind of commented against this pie saying, like, uh, they went on to describe it as slightly disgusting, slightly intriguing cheese volcano pizza. Um, it looks so disgusting and so interesting. It's literally a built up crust bowl with cheese. You know, you and I speculated what this was and how they made it, right? And this kind of confirmed what we thought, right? The crust bowl. And listen, slight, slightly disgusting, slightly intriguing. I'm here for it, right? I, I, This is disgusting. Oh, this is wonderful. What a great idea. Cheese from the middle. Don't, don't, don't No slander will be accepted. I am sure this is fantastic. I, I, I did see more videos of it, right? And like I say, yeah. it, is, uh, it is more of a... They say a, a, a perfect, right? You know, it's dippable and it, it's built into it, right? It's kind of in the middle and you kind of eat around it, kind of like a it's kind of like a pizza monkey bread situation. I, I I love it. I just it's perfect. It cannot be improved on. I'm with you. I'm really intrigued. Uh, guys, please, I, I just want to see someone we know try this, please. please. Or send it to me. I'm happy to pay for you to ship it to me on dry ice or something, too. More than happy. Um, <laughs> Looking at you, Goldbelly, step up here. This this is bigger than you. We need this. You're doing it for the people. You're doing it for, for the, the people. people, right? <laughs> Um, all right, listen. Let's head. Let's head. Let's head halfway around the world. Uh, we'll make a quick stop in in California. Um, so this one out of Chowhound. This one was called "Why California Style Pizza Doesn't Have a Signature Crust." So I thought this was interesting. Obviously, 
hear a lot about, you know, the flavors of California, right? In general, I think you'll probably be on the same page. We hear California, we think fresh, uh, right? F like f vegetable forward, we're thinking organic, everything that, you know, like you're coming from my time, Alice Walters wanted to be, um, or right, from historically when we're thinking about this and this movement for, for California cuisine. Do you feel, Jim, that there's a California pizza style or do, when, when you hear that, does anything actually come to mind distinctly of what the pizza would look like other than maybe like heavy, fresh vegetable style-ish ingredients to it? Yeah, you nailed it, right? So you know, my, my book, right, the, the California pizza style, it's not the crust, it's not the sauce like every other style. It's yep. the garden on top, right? It's the, you know, the, the whole CPK, we're going to do the barbecue chicken on it, we're going to do the pesto, we're going to do... Whatever flavors you want, now it's on pizza. That's California style. Um, it's not like, you know, Sicilian has this crust and, you know, pub salads is crust. So so what what you're absolutely right. What I think of is what goes on top, the flavors. They're not traditionally pizza flavors at all, right? I mean, look, the, the taco style pizza is such a California thing with the avocado, the hot and cold, the textures, right? That's California pizza. I'm with you. I'm with you. It is. It is just interesting, right? Because I mean, you get so many pizzerias out of out of California, particularly San Fran. I think we'll happen to talk about some later on in a bit. Mm. But just to the the nuance of not having, I, I guess, to get to it, the idea of not having a crust style, I think, is really important. I, I, mm -hmm. Conceptually, like, I feel like a lot of pizzas are so defined by like their cook, their yes. thinness, their style, right? The dough inherently and to not have one, but like have a regional style to like put on top of anything. It's, it's unique. And I don't, I don't know if I buy it completely, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel I, about it yet. I, I get it. Right. And I did, this was the, probably the hardest recipe to write outside of St. Louis style for different reasons, but um, because you're right, it's not defined by the crust or the sauce or the cheese. It's defined by the region. And it was really fun, though, because of how I write a recipe for this. Well, take whatever you like and put it on pizza. But take whatever you like and put it on pizza, right? And that, that kind of lended itself. You want a Reuben style? Well, great. That's probably California style. And so I, I, I buy it as a, as a trend, especially what they did 20, 30 years ago, right? Yeah. They invented the flatbread, which isn't really a sure. thing. It's just so, so I do buy it, but I also agree, right, that there's not one particular kind of crust because they have to play with the textures and the flavors. Um, generally, though, it's a Neapolitan crust. I mean, the 98% is your standard, you know, four-ingredient crust that's charred on the outside. Uh, you're, not, you're not finding pub styles. You're not really finding, you know, stuffed pizzas or even, you know, Sicilians. But uh, I, 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 buy it, I buy it as a regional style, but it's not like the others, like you said. That's fair. I, I would say I think you know, the the article did mention just from particularly from a from a cooking style, it generally is a wood fire pizza, which which makes sense to me. Obviously, there's so many varieties you can do wood fire, but yeah. that does seem to be a classic component. I'm not I'm not picturing this California guy particularly popping out of a deck oven um, when I think about it. Doesn't doesn't come to mind. There's maybe I don't I don't think big. Maybe I don't think big puffy cornichon. Maybe I think thinner. I don't know, but I definitely picture coming out of a wood fired oven. So okay, yeah, I'm with you there. <laughs> But good article and good kind of highlighting how it's so backwards from every other pizza style we eat. Yeah, totally, man. It is. That it is. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about a bunch of styles out there. Um, so this one out of food and wine, um, and this one's just titled, uh, here's how often the average American eats pizza every month. So the premise for this article, like I said, this is food, food and wine reporting on it, but essentially Pizza Hut actually had done a survey um, out, I think, at the end of 2023. I think they pulled roughly 5,000 participants and asked them a number of different questions just about their pizza preferences. Um and items like that. So we'll dig into a little bit of it. And just to give you the background for it, it's not particularly from Pizza Hut in terms of just only Pizza Hut pizza. I mean, pizza Hut essentially put the poll out there and asked 5,000 Americans their pizza preferences in general. So I think in, in general here to highlight one of the items, this one first, Jim, tell me your thoughts on this. American, um, the average American has pizza three times every month and we eat about eight slices of pizza during the month now did, did you think it was more did you think it lasts that seam in line i think it's low i tr truly but i i think it's low for two reasons one 
how prevalent the 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 sea store pizza is now right there which i'm sure this didn't capture and you know we've talked about how that's kind of changing the pizza movement and two and maybe i'm i'm just because i'm a six three dude but eight eight slices a month is not even close again depends on the style right are we talking like a slice of tavern style we talking a colorado style which you eat one and you're done so i i think there's some interpretation there and maybe some averaging, but I thought I thought that's low. What about you? I, I'm I'm sure you can pack away a pack away a large, right? Yeah, I can. And I then I was just kind of also I thought the same as you. And then I was thinking about like, are there are there other people out there? I don't know exactly how to refer to them that don't eat pizza. And I thought maybe that might have skewed it slightly. And I, <laughs> I I I don't know what I refer to those people as, but maybe they maybe they maybe they pulled the trend down. Because I always thought it'd be a little bit higher. Let's say once a week, um, I could get the eight to maybe eight to ten slices. Let's say you order a pie, you get two or three slices. So like that makes sense to me. But I thought a little bit more. But then those those non pizza people, I think, just ruin it. I mean. Well, I am massively lactose intolerant, and I still probably triple those numbers. So I, I don't know that I'd buy it. I, I think pizza is just, just so ingrained in, in life. that. Um, but I'm, I'm glad you brought up the map of the style every state prefers, because I, had, I would have never thought Chicago style, which I'm assuming is tavern style. Yep. That's um, my thought. That's my thought. I, I, I'm surprised. I would have absolutely put Colorado style huge in Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. I also would have put, you know, your your New Haven style again. Depends yep. how they differentiate everything, but I I don't call BS on it. It's just what do you call a style in this? Because there's no way, right, in Connecticut they're having New York style unless you're calling it a beats that, which someone will probably have throw hands if if you tried to do that in Wooster Street, right? <laughs> yeah, I wonder actually to tell you the truth now, looking kind of thinking a bit further about it. Also I love how California has their own, as we just That's described. Right. We just talked about it, right? Okay. Um I wonder if we're just thinking New York style means like a thin a thin crust style and if we're kind of representing Chicago as something hardier or hefty here. I, I don't know. Um I'd buy that if St. Louis style weren't its own thing here, which tells fair, me fair, you fair, understand fair. what you're doing here. Okay, so, fair point. That's a good. That's a good point. Okay, I, I get it. I don't know, five five thousand people. Let, let, come on, Pizza Hut. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> let's get up to a million, right? Let, let's get Statista involved. And let's actually understand. Please, selfishly, I want to know where everyone, what styles everyone eats. <laughs> Uh, it's true. I, I I love it. the The reason actually this also came out too. There's a publication. Obviously, there's a media push behind this one. Pizza Hut. I don't know how this is just coming out now. I think they're calling it the Swisha style pizza or something of the sort. Essentially, that it's Pizza Hut will be offering a hot honey pizza. Um, I don't feel like this is new and and we've we've been having hot honey pizza for quite some time i don't know i don't know pizza didn't do this already or maybe they did and we just all forgot about it and they're just doing this now just to draw us back in but i feel like this was out there already yeah i'd say hot honey was like five ten years ago i mean let's say colorado style talked about right hot honey is its thing yeah i feel like yeah this they're probably five ten years behind the trend on this one but again, maybe they're just trying to recycle old news and trying to trying to get relevant again because you know they we can't sell ramen pizza here in the U.S. or something. <laughs> I would say you know the article itself did reference also um, you know the Pizza Hut trend spotters. What do you think about that as a gig, Jim? Being a pizza trend spotter for like a chain pizzeria kind of sounds pretty interesting, man. I think it's fascinating, right? A combination of culinary arts and sociology <laughs> and trends, and I, I think you know. Every every large corporation has this right consumer trends, yeah. but but this one this one I think is really interesting because not only is it food which is so kind of hard to nail, but you're talking pizza and then Pizza Hut pizza. Um, I, I think it'd be an interesting job. And if anyone any listener is you know a trend spire, we'd love to talk. I I have about a million questions. Yeah, go, go ahead and give Will a call because I, I I I think I think we have a, we'd have a lot of fun talking about uh, talking about pizza. I agree, man. If anyone's out there, please chat us. We'd love, we'd love to bring you on Chalk Pizza Trends with you. That would be, that would be amazing. Yeah. 
Um, I right, well, listen, talking, thinking about um, the psychology aspect, I wanted to get your thoughts on this one because I don't think there was a, a better name personally for a, a new spot that's going to launch um, in downtown St. Louis. So the name of this spot, uh, and we were referencing those that are coming out, right? This one, this one from Six Magazine, but this look hot pizza, cold beer. I mean, this. Sounds like a perfect name for a spot to me. Uh, what do you think, Ben? Like, how does someone not have this already? I, you know, so I remember, you know, in Arizona, we were out for spring training. There was a restaurant. I think it was like cheeseburgers and beer or something just on the nose like this. Um, listen, marketing, I give it an A. Um, I, I'll reserve judgment on the pizza if it has prov- provolone. Yes, you know, fair, fair, fair. that before. But uh, <laughs> it, listen, right? Marketing is everything. You got to get out and... I know what they have, and I know what I'm going to have there, and it's probably going to involve, you know, pizza and beer. Yeah, I, I just, I think it's just, just perfect, it's perfect. I, I'm going to be in St. Louis in a couple of weeks. I, I'll swing by. And I'll let you know how hot the pizza is, and more importantly, right. how cold the beer is. All uh, right, those are very important factors. <laughs> I don't. Know, I, I, I feel like you know a lot of pizzerias. The names are so regional, right? You go up to New yeah. York, and it's a family name because it's been there for a yep. hundred years, yeah. and yep. you know, then you come to you know Michigan, and it's you know you've got all the like the, the all the slice and all the weird you know the kind of names that kind of out there. So I, I think there there's some sociological aspects to that as well, right? Is how you name a pizza place is it a restaurant? Yeah, family, what are you going for? So. And to them, they, they didn't think too hard. They didn't pull any hamstrings over it. And I, I think nope. I, th- I think it's perfect. Hot pizza, cold beer, February 2nd, if you're in the St. Louis area. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, what's what's I, the best pizzeria name you've heard of? There's, there's got to be one out there. Oh, there was – so there was this one. It was uh, in – I'm going to struggle where to place it, but we actually had talked about it, and it was like – Gold Tooth Jimmy, something like that. They had, they were doing. Oh man, I gotta think of it now, dude. What about you? While I think about this for a second. All right. So my my favorite pizza place in Chicago, Flo and Santos. Right. It's it's a Polish name and an Italian name put together, and it tells you exactly what you're gonna get. Right. You're gonna go in. You're gonna get a bucket of Polish beer. You're gonna get pierogi. You're gonna get Chicago style pizza. And it's one of those like. Again, hot pizza, cold beer. You know what you're getting when you go in, right? And it's the same kind of thing. And I've always just kind of loved it. You you knew what you were, and you named it appropriately, and good for you. It's just you perfect. Yeah, I love when you know what you're gonna get. Okay, listen, I found it, and here here what it is, guys. Just for reference, this was Gold Tooth Tonys, um, oh, and they are they are they are out of Houston. Um, I remember reading about them probably a couple months, couple months ago. Um, pizza Great looks style. good, but, yeah, dude. But just when I and when you see their logo, like the the one they literally do in gold, gold tooth Tonys, I'm just like, dude, I gotta stop in and try that out. So if I am in Houston, I'm absolutely gonna stop in and check this guy out just surely for the name. Just for the name. Listen, <laughs> the, the first thing people get is your name. So good for you. Ah, that that, that pizza looks great. It does it does? Now I gotta have to use it, man. There you go. Um, all right, let's let's hit something that I'm I'm you know I don't know if this is pizza, but and this is also not the first time that this has come up. This one out of ND NDTV, um, and we I think we've all probably heard of this sensation, but they are they are catching back on again from a recent Las Vegas restaurant. And this is this is the idea of the pizza cone. So I think yeah. the article here references back in 2021. It caught up a lot of attention. I thought it was probably a little bit earlier. I tell you the truth, I actually think it was. We're hearing about these and like there was a yeah there was a, a shop in in New York that was that was doing them and it was called K Cone um actually and <laughs> I remember it very distinctly I want to say 2015 2018 something like that uh, but then they popped up again right around the right around the time for the pandemic and now we're still talking about it man this just seems like a grown up Totino's pizza roll that my mouth mm-hmm. is gonna get burned off if I eat it but what do you yeah. think? I, I mean, yeah, again, I'm surprised Pete Davidson isn't, you know, repping him uh, because because you nailed it, right? It, I understand the concept, you know, there was that time where everything got put in a waffle cone, like you yes. said, 10 years ago, and this was one of the casualties. I don't know that it's a style. Um, I don't know that it really works, right? Because the thing about pizza is the layers. You're not really getting layers here. You're just getting, you know, there's why pizza burritos aren't really a thing. 
Um, so I, I think it's just a texture and a layering it and you're going to end up wearing it. So I've, I've had things similar to this. I didn't, I never really enjoyed it. Um, unless it was like bite sized or something. So I'm with you. I, I think, I think this is a pass. Um, again, until Pete Davidson makes it a thing. <laughs> I'm with you on this one. So I, you know, people were touting this as like, Hey, I can like walk down the street and have this pizza con. I think I would just be so afraid that like the bottom is going to fall out. Yeah. Something's going to come off. I'm, I'm totally down for eating a slice with like the, with a plate. Like I, I've got the that down. Paper, I can, yeah. I totally okay. figure that out, right? This okay. to me seems like, I don't know. I'd be worried about this. It's not going to end well for me walking with this thing. No, it it's not. And the one I had at least got very soggy. You predict it, right? Because the sauce first and it just kind of glooped out yeah. and you're, I end up being a, being kind of a soupy thing. So I don't know. It, right. it wasn't for me, but I'm sure someone will nail it and we'll be idiots and we weren't talking about it five, <laughs> five years from now. That's when, fair. When, when Casey's is selling them by the truckload. <laughs> you never know. It seems like a good convenience item, right? You can definitely put it. I can see these sitting in the like, almost on like, you know, like the pretzel machine uh, yeah. or like the, the spinner, something like that, where there's a rack and you can just pull them off and serve them for, for quick serve kind of thing like that. It seems perfect for some 7-Eleven, somebody like that. But hey, man, get a pizza cone. You're welcome, Hunt, Hunts Brothers. We're just throwing you throwing you ideas here for free. <laughs> Um, all right, let's chat. Let's chat quickly. Let's go back to Chicago for. Oh, sorry, let's go back to California oh, for a second. Heavy. But some, but somehow we'll talk about Chicago when we get there. So, um, this article out of PMQ, guys, and this one is: This style is changing the San Francisco pizza scene. Chicagoans won't be surprised that one of their signature pies is getting attention from San Fran legends like Tony G. So we're talking Chicago thin. Uh, tavern style for this is getting a bit of attention. This article originally was featured in the San Francisco Chronicle <laughs> just, just last week. Um, but talking about the rise of people doing tavern style pizza in San Fran. Jim, I know you're familiar with it. And we're talking about thin, like Chicago thin tavern kind of being all over right now. Anything particular you think that draws it to San Fran? Is it just we got like a great mix of pizza makers out there? And they're like, hey, let, we, we experiment. Let's try something different. Let's go with it. I don't know. I don't, so if you go back up to the picture, the picture didn't really look like tavern style to me. It looked like thin crust pizza. Oh, agreed. I'll, and, I'll grab it up. And, and I think that's really important, right? Because a thin crust pizza has a lot of restaurant advantage, right? It cooks quick. You can, you know, pre-cook it. You can cure it. It's hardier, right? It's not going to rise on you. There's a lot of advantages. So I understand that. Um, but that that doesn't really look like tavern style pizza that I knew when I grew up with. Um, I think... The whole rise of the thin crust and the party kind of just that. It's very social, right? It's kind of thing you bring yep. out several, you try many. Um, you can get, you know, your your you can get a middle, you can get a corner, right? You can have different experiences within the pizza. I think that's why it's so fun. Um, I think why you know a big city like San Francisco would kind of embrace something that's very communal, which is very, like you say, um, you can have different experiences and experiment with the food. Um, a little bit more because the, the crust isn't necessarily as much of a star as like a Neapolitan, right? It's going to focus on the toppings and the presentation. That said, yeah. that didn't look really like tavern style pizza to me. Um, yeah, they do. They do look a little thicker, particularly. Uh, let's pull up the next the next batch that yeah. that PMQ shot here, which maybe this the top one here definitely way thinner than what we saw in that initial one. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. These are pretty heavy topping. I'm not going to lie. Um, but for that respect, I'm not really on this But hey, I, I, well, you know. Hey. And listen, I, I would love to be talking about San Francisco style pizza, right? It's, it's this thing where it took the, the Chicago style, but it put the California, because this has California roots, right? Look at all the toppings. Yep. This isn't peppers and onions. These are, these are California style toppings put on uh, a crust. So, to me, this is more of an extension of California style taking the crust that fits the pie rather than mm -hmm. a tavern style. But I think it's cool, right? It's cool how you combine regions and you get kind of your own thing. So I'm totally here for it, um, especially at Bob when it looks like it's got the pickled peppers and the, you know, the chipped beef or whatever. That looks, yeah. that looks pretty good. 
I'm with you there. It's, it is. It is interesting. I mean, obviously, anyone's not familiar with, with, with Tony Giamatti, like, does it, I mean, the pizza god, right? I mean, Absolutely. period. Does every master's, every style out there, and he's got a, a ton of different San Fran um, spots as well. You can get all kind of styles of pizza. Pizza rock, pizza rock yeah. being probably the one where you can get literally everything out there. So, yeah. <laughs> and clearly, he knows what he's doing, right? Because those pies look incredible, and he's, you know, making them thicker to handle the toppings, and everything there is purposeful. That's a great point. Yeah, and the other one, I think the other one here that the, those reference was um, distinctly last round tavern was one of the uh, pizzerias that PMQ highlighted distinctly for doing um, like tavern as their as their style. Like that is what they do out of out of their spot. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, all right. We got two more, man. Let's hit them real quick. So I know Jim, you love taking photos of your food, um, absolutely, and you know. <laughs> Um, this one, this one had a PMQ as well, and this one was called "Shoot and Sell: How to Create Perfect Pizza Pics for Instagram." I feel like we all could probably use a little Absolutely. bit of a of a of a tutorial here, right? And this is Rory Doyle, who's a freelance photographer out of uh, from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Also, give some give some quick insights um, on on picture taking, which I to be fair. I've always thought of pizza as a challenging item, but I never thought I never thought about why. And then I, you know, kind of getting into it a little bit more, you kind of Rory highlights a few different items that we'll we'll get into. But just the idea for a lot of times the color, um, if you're just shooting like a cheese pie, it feels bland to think it is almost one dimensional, right? I mean, you are you are shooting a circle that is that is laying flat, and you're trying to get it to pop, right? Like so, it's It's like impossible. Wow, something it is. It feels like that. But yet there are so many beautiful pics um, everywhere on every every social media site with them. So some of the some of the some of the recommendations here. Sorry, go ahead. You jump in first. No, no, it, no, it's no, just, I'll hit them. This is right. I'm I make food. I make recipes. I'm not a photographer. My six year old takes better pictures than I do. But pizza's really hard for that, right? It's flat. It has no depth. It has no real difference in color, right? So how do you yep. make it pop without staging something, which isn't my brand? And I think people fall through. But kind of the article talks about you just go for people know know nostalgia, right? People know what a good cheese pizza looks like. You hit that point in their brain, it clicks. And yep. that's that's so different than just about any other food item where, where you try to get the height and the textures and the colors. Pizzas, you 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 hit that mark and you're in. Yeah, I'm with you. It is so different than shooting other foods, so right? Different. Where you're thinking about like so you're you're stacking them. There's more color you're adding to them. I just feel like I mean, and listen. There's some really beautiful looking pizzas that are really aesthetically pleasing, Absolutely. and they have a lot of colors. But but just in general, if you think standard cheese slice, if you're just like looking at it, you're like, I when did you take that folder? You're like, well, I hope this is gonna do what I wanted to do, but. Um, it really, really highlights a couple items here in general. Shoot it fresh um, to oh, kind of, you know, yeah. get it, hit it, hit it when it's hot, right? In general, use consistent lighting. Lighting is super important, right? You want to, you need to, you got to highlight that pie, make it look good. Shoot different angles. This one, I, I do struggle with a lot of times. I'm kind of like getting around to the bottom. I'm going to the top. Like, where, where can I see this thing looking better? But also, hey, listen, you got to move around a little bit, right? See, see yep. what you can, see what you can find. And this one was what we're kind of highlighting here. Add some dimension, right? The idea, particularly, really highlighted like the like the little dollops, right? That can kind of give a little bit of height to it. So different. The idea to that is is great. Yeah, I I'll be honest. Well, I gave up trying to make pizza look awesome i've tried i just here's the pan here's the shot you know what it is i'm gonna go eat which is kind of my brand like for better or for worse but no it i think it's a good article right is you, you do what you can and when in doubt right it's pizza even bad pizza photographs okay right yeah. so yeah. you know yeah. what it looks like and that's cool and you know there's some friend you know the jimmy hanks one of the ones that he his shots are always so great yes. with the frico and just like i'm always beautiful of how he pulls it off because i can't do that right so their pizza pizza photography is its own art and kudos to those who can make it and shoot it yeah i'm i'm with you i think two 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 pizza two pizza club hosts that we have on Mm. that are on all the time jimmy hank right at jimmy hank's pizza and then uh christy alia at real real clever food i mean she takes beautiful pics coming out of her uni it's all the time so in a great setting. I know, I know. I always want to eat them. So shout out to both of you guys. Awesome, beautiful looking pies all the time. Maybe we need a crossover where they can teach me and us how to how they get those shots and how they uh, how they do what they do. Because you're right, they they are they are the two I I idolize and look up to when I take my mediocre, poor lit, <laughs> Sicilian shots. 
Um, all right, listen, let's let's wrap on a final article. I always love to to end on something like really a beat and crazy, but I think this one was really important to to highlight. And so this one this one was out of PMQ, um, and this is um, the title here is "Why Do Legendary Brooklyn Pizzerias Keep Closing Down?" So. Johnny's Pizza is the most recent one. It's shutting its doors after 56 years. Lenny's and Sal's in 2023. Is business hurting or is it something else? So I think in, in general, the kind of idea for the highlight for this is Brooklyn, a great destination for pizza. And there's so many different like well, well-known well pizzerias out there. Um, and there's a lot of pizzerias that are doing well, but I think they're kind of highlighting here the idea of some pizzas, pizzerias that are shutting down. And it's not particularly a business thing, right? So I think the article kind of gets into a bit. Some of them, some of them are looking to retire. Um, some of them were, were business downturns. But I think the, the thing that I've come to see, and I think that many of us has, is it's a generational change, I think, Absolutely. right? Where, you know, someone in the family was the patriarch and they had this pizzeria going for 20 to 30 years or something like that. And that point where it comes to transition and it's like, what do you do, right? Do you, do you wrap it up and shut it down? Do you sell it? And I think we've seen things that have gone both ways, right? Where you get a lot of fanfare and you're like, oh my God, you're closing. And then we've seen a lot of other pizzerias that are really well-known names that are out there and still probably make a number of the list, but the quality of that when they're getting passed off to a generation or a generation past that is distinct, can be distinctly different. Can be different, right. I, I think you nailed it, right? Is generational thing, right? Owning a family pizzeria is not what it was you know, 50 years ago. And, you know, we just said, right, a lot of the pizzerias, especially in Brooklyn, like they're named after the family, right? It is literally a family business. Um, and it's hard because a lot of times you go in for a person, a pizza maker, and you can't just sell that to somebody. Um, yep. So I, I, I get, and you top on with rising food costs and the fact, you know, delivery is such a thing and all these things mounting against you. I understand it's sad, but also, I get, listen, this is my brand. This is what I do. I'm going out on my own terms, and I respect that too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes that's the better way, I think, maybe to go out than, than pass along. But it's tough, right? If it's a family it's business tough. and, like, that's what's, you know, you're, everyone's working there and they're providing income and, like, hey, man, like, people are going to be upset about it. So that's a trade-off, right? As much as we, I think as much as we all kind of appreciate some of this idea of, if, I mean, at least from a business perspective of, like, automation and being able to replicate things, right, like, giving a consistent product is important right and so Very. sometimes sometimes when you have these like recipes that you don't really have a recipe and, and when in the tough point is when someone makes the pizza one way in the morning and someone makes the pizza a little different the next day someone can have a different experience right so yeah sometimes the idea of having those like systems or automation can really deliver a consistent product but you do i think lose a little bit of that the the, the pizzaiola like what they're adding to it right so it's a give it it's a give and a take man you know I, it's how well put right you know yeah Yes, your your fast foods, your your C stores are going to be the same every time, but they don't have the the, the PCO love, right? And they don't have you know someone who's literally been cooking in this oven for fifty years. So you're right; it, it's a give and take, and how do you how you capture that magic? But also, I think that's part of why it's special, right? Is you know that it's you're getting the pizza from the same four people every time you go in. So it, it, it's a give and take, and I'm, like I say, I'm sad they're closing, but I'm also happy that. I'd rather them close on their own terms and fold because like you said, all the things you just mentioned. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Good, good way to, good way to put it there. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, listen, I think we hit on a ton of fun stuff today. A lot of good articles. Awesome. Jim, thank you as always, man. And where, where can we find you across social media, my friend? Yeah. You type in Jim cooks food, good, in any social media site or website. You'll, uh, you'll run to me one way or another. Awesome. I love it, buddy. All right, everyone else, thank you guys very much for tuning in with us today. Please like and subscribe. Find us, ID Pizza Club, on YouTube. There are a number of different of different shows that we do have out there, and we're building content, so please come and check us out. And on that note, check back next week for another episode. Thank you all. Thank you.